Thanks for joining us as we record In Absentia, Episode 16, Drama on the High Road. We really hope that you enjoy our content. If you do enjoy it, please feel free to give us a follow here or on any social media. So, how was everyone's day? Good. Got my desk set up. I was waiting on some cable management stuff from Amazon. When you're out in the sticks, Amazon takes a couple days to get here. It doesn't come next day. <laughs> it's it's weird how that works. <laughs> I I really sincerely have to get used to that. <laughs> yeah, you you get really used to being like, oh, I can get this same day. Mm-hmm. Seriously, like there's especially recently, there are things where I was like. Oh, order now and get it by 5 p.m.? Sure. <laughs> now it's order by now and get by noon on the following Tuesday? <sighs> okay. Are we ready-ish? As will ever be. So are we ready to begin finally after 15 minutes of recording? Ready when you are. Hold on, I need my GM juice. Ah, that- that copper dog. It's my technical difficulty. I just I just bought draft sake. Can I also point out I don't think any of us got hit in the last fight. No. No, we didn't. You're really poking the bear there, aren't we? <laughs> I I didn't get hit because I stayed outside. I was the only one that was attacked at, but they never beat my armor class. That's also true. Okay. I, I just want to make that perfectly clear, Steve. I I stayed outside because I'm a fragile, precious boy, and getting hit hurts a lot. Well, apparently they were all fragile, precious boys, too, because I healed the one to death. Healed. <laughs> so that's what we're calling that now. I first aided him. Triage is a type of first aid. But usually when you cut things off or, mm-hmm. you know, in your case, push crossbow bolts into the body, they uh, they don't make things better. There's a dagger. Because, yeah, I think I threw the dagger at him. I, yeah. And then I, I rolled a one. If we are all ready, which I think we are, let's do a recap, shall we? It's been a longer split week since we did... Uh, the Deadlands last time. And that was a great time. I think we need to do more of that, John. Yes. More. <laughs> I hurt inside. Kill me now. Uh, no, it was, it was great. I had a lot of fun. Who wants to do like a little re- recap? I think I haven't done one in a while. Yeah, I think that sounds fair. I think yeah, it sounds acceptable. So on our uh, last episode... We came to this house where it looked, for all intents and purposes, like violence had occurred. There was some blood around and some dug holes. And so Story went to investigate the house, popped around the corner, found a window, looked inside, saw some people rifling around, came back. Then we had my lizard do a little bit more in-depth investigation discovering that, indeed, there were three people rifling this house. 
Yeah, just three. And then I poofed him back, and we decided to engage these assailants uh, with a clever ploy from Ziggurat calling them out. And that's where uh, sadness happened for these three poor human beings that wanted to just, you know, kill some innocent people and toss a house. As Story stabbed one and instantly killed them, and stabbed another one and almost instantly killed them, who is... You fried him first. Oh, that's true. I fried... I fried that one, and then Story stabbed them to death. And the third one, terrified out of their mind, desperately tried to stave off our attempts to grapple him so he couldn't... I'm assuming try to do anything. He did try to kill himself at one point, and we stopped him. Ziggurat grabbed him. Uh, but unfortunately, in the process of all this, that one also died. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> unfortunately, our... Not very hard. <laughs> our, our untrained rogue medic discovered that healing requires not hurting. But after that, we took a look around the house, and uh, I don't remember if we took the time to bury those guys. I think they are still unburied. Yeah, I don't think we we don't we didn't really get that far. Yeah, we're still at the cabin. We just looked through their their stuff. Yep, yeah. Secret and Story looked through their stuff. Uh, they, they had ash on them. That was the 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 first weird thing that we found was yeah. that they all had bags of Ken. ash. Uh, and then um, Story found a note on one of them referencing what we, uh, we we found a necklace on the person. That was right. There was a locket, and it had the names on the back of the locket, and then the note. And the note was basically like that locket being a gift for the other person who was probably in the other hole that we hadn't found yet. And we left their bodies unmolested other than, I believe... Either story or myself put the locket yeah. back on the person. That, that was a and you we were thing. Fill the holes yeah. back in, and yeah, we found that note okay. in a book uh, titled something like "The Cults of Thirstland." It was it was something. Um, yeah, I, I think it was the definitive guide to cults. Okay, yes, in Thirst, or something like that. Volume two. <laughs> now yeah, we have to volume find volume two. one. Uh, but yeah, no. Volume 13. <laughs> Dummy's Big Book of Cults 101. Yeah, that's what I call cults. And it's got like 12 pages of summaries from the other books. And number three is the one you really want, but you're never going to no. get it. Because it's the rare one. They had, a, they had a misprint, so many of them were recalled. Right. And you get that sweet, sweet bonus to the sale if you have them all. I mean, But yeah, we, we found a book that could... Be illuminating for us, although we still haven't found whatever these cultists were looking for. Uh, so I don't know if we want to spend more time investigating that, but that's pretty much wraps up what we did. We murdered some dudes. They died a lot. Then we we also ransacked this house. Yeah, we never really got it. That's why we wanted to keep them alive, because we wanted to interrogate them. And that was really, I think, our only chance at finding out, other than the ash being on all three of them. That's really our only lead at this point. Um, I think we are, our understanding of what they were doing died with them. We could take a peek up into the attic. Up in the loft? The loft, yeah. That probably is where uh story would go next anyway. You guys are the thinkers. She's the, she's the sneaky finder. Didn't you guys find 
There's something in the book too, wasn't there? I think that was the love was note. The note. It was a note. That was the like the the love note thing, wasn't it? No, I think the the locket was engraved. We didn't read the note. We got That's the right. note, and yeah. it was there was a signet on it, like a an impression. Yep. Yeah, and I think that was all Quill, because I wasn't looking through the book. Yep. And it was a broken wax seal, and it was streaked in ash. I, I probably don't notice that but yes that's yeah all right so that's where we left off though yeah you guys had this kind of uh just slaughter of a combat really don't Uh, say that we weren't even trying (laughs) right i mean no no like it was completely good rolls it wasn't like it was it was a lot of great rolling and then combined with just good tactics uh, I mean, you guys complain about being squishy all the time, but now I really got to double down. No, um, no, you don't. The problem is, <laughs> if you land a hit, we're very squishy. Yeah, you you hit Quill and he folds up like a nice chair. I, just... <laughs> I mean, you guys leveled up. So, like, the one I time... I still fold up like a real nice chair. <laughs> you can, You have extra HP now. It'll be fine. There's no reason to hide. Anyways. Yeah, so that's where we left off. Uh, Quill found, I think it was Quill that found the book, right? Yes, because nobody else was looking at the book. Because Quill was very nice and putting the books back onto the shelf. Straightening them up anal retentively. Yeah. These, this poor dead couple got their house just thrown to tatters. What, what do you expect Quill to do? Like, he's not going to be In digging a hole. In this illiterate landscape. It's a literate landscape of heathens. Clearly loved books, and he needed to step in and fix this disorganized mess, which was displayed with loving care. Okay, okay, let's not let's not make Quill out to be a better tabaxi than he is. He was looking at all the books to make sure that there weren't any cool ones that he could take. So I mean let's yeah, let's not make me out to be a saint. Most of them are like Harlequin romance novels. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm not not a kink shaming these. Bill starts putting them in his bag. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not kink shaming this fine couple. As I, what are what are some of the titles, Steve? The titles, um, uh, um, cat scratch love. <laughs> mm, that seems seems a bit uh token. I'm gonna leave that one behind. I'm sorry. How about how about thirst for thirst? <laughs> Loving a lizard wizard. <laughs> ooh, ooh, there we go. That one's going right in the bag. That one, that one hits close to home. Sounds like a winner. You know, lifting these books up. This uh, letter, this once a uh, long time ago sealed letter, falls out. The seal is already broken. Yes, and there is smudges of ash. If it's if it's already broken, there's nothing wrong with a little bit a uh, little bit of prying. I mean, someone read this already. And you already said last time that you had. I have my lizard buddy out. What was the, your lizard's name, John? Rava. My lizard buddy is named Rava. Rava. There's a weird smoldering heat, just. Slightly more than you would expect from ambient temperature from a book that was surrounding this letter. But as you open it, 
Do you inspect the seal? Do you... Yeah, I'd probably check the seal. I, I would ask if I recognize... I'm assuming a seal would have a signature, like a signet impression. Uh, most that has been cracked. Yeah. Yeah. Could I perchance make a check to see if I know this signet? Sure. Being of noble birth, I might have had to learn something like this. What would you like that check to be? Say, uh, knowing what my parents do for a living, would Story also? Could yeah. they make a check? Absolutely. History check or something. If if History? she's nearby and we're. Oh, Quill would definitely have called them over finding this uh, this note. Let's do a history check. I think that would history make sense, check. right? Yeah, it makes sense. Twelve. I, I was not paying attention on the day of class. I got an eight. It doesn't seem very familiar at all. It's, it's not even one of those where it's like you don't even recognize it. You just can't connect it with the name. It's just straight up not familiar whatsoever. But as you inspect it, it's it's kind of flattened a little bit by potentially spending a long time in the book. Fairly, it's wax after all. And this, you can only deduce that maybe this this warmth might have softened that wax seal a little bit and uh, helped flatten it. Not enough to like seal it again, but to soften it, to to smudge the sigil out, just enough to not be really recognizable and you open it up and it is addressed to francis dear francis we've sent you to hightower we've received no words since you've arrived there status report is expected or there will be consequences our lord is expecting and impatient and it's initialed KM, and underneath is just a smudge of ash, but it looks deliberately smudged. Like, uh, like somebody took their thumb and like just underlined in ash. Francis, what's the what was the name of um just the servant of the shopkeeper? Not servant, associate. Not Francis. Second command. Uh... Not Francis. Okay. Okay. No. Not Francis. Wasn't so the locket was to a woman. Did it also have the guy's name on the locket? It did not. It just said to my darling. Hmm. Curses. Well, I mean, he had the book. Oh, I don't think it's much of a jump to say these are members of the burnt hand that showed up here. Uh, I suppose the ashes in their pocket probably clear indication of that now. Either that or Quill taps the the book, big book occult. This will be getting a bit more use for us, Certainly. I think. Well, I can give it a read. Um, I suppose we all should brush up on all the cults of the area. Seems a, an important thing to do, yes. We should take a moment to... Hmm. Well, they were obviously here for something, mm-hmm. and they didn't find it. Yet. Otherwise, they would have left. So I'm going to go check the uh, attic up here. I'm going to start crawling up the stairs and just get stuck in the, and then I back down. Uh, story. It's like creaking ominously. <laughs> uh, maybe you could head up there. 
Tori reaches up and pats him on the shoulder. Yeah. Size has its advantage and disadvantage. Okay. So, as you get up into the loft, it's a very small area. Um, it's essentially it's a platform with two bedrolls. Essentially, they're uh, padded with straw underneath them. It's very plain. You see a half-burned candle at the head of them, and a just rolled-up uh, burlap sack underneath each, where you assume their head would go for a pillow. And, and that, and that's it. There's nothing else to really. You can roll an investigations check. It, you're the one that has to say those things. <laughs> the GM seven kind of shift the bedroll off to the side and like shake out the burlap sack. You don't really notice anything. She said 17, uh, by the way. I don't know if you caught that. Oh, 17, not seven? Yeah. Okay, that's it came across as seven and I didn't one seven. D and You know, you have access to these numbers. I know, but I was on the wrong window for D and D beyond. So horrible DM today, I'm sorry. Yeah, for seventeen. That's How that changes things. And around those bedrolls <laughs> that I found. So you move the bedrolls, you kind of start kind of kicking around the straw. A small leather bound journal skitters to the edge of the ladder where the platform ends and you go down or up as it were. You also see a small dagger and on the pommel is a imprint of a hand and it's painted black. Is there anything weird about the journal? You know, it's it's hidden. It's clearly it's been undisturbed for some time. It doesn't seem like this bedroll has been moved much, but it was firmly buried in like this kind of straw or hay padding that was underneath the bedroll. So I grab both and go back down to my guys. I have the dagger describe it to Quill and say, I'm feeling a little less bad that these people that live in the house are six feet under. It it still seems premature. I mean, if anything, couldn't both have been with a black hand, could they? Perhaps, but it seems pretty clear to me. Oh, I don't know. Making some assumptions, I guess, but why would they have dagger under their bed with the burnt hand symbol on it? Story brings out just a few of the nine daggers that she has picked up in just the last two days. <laughs> I hope you're good at throwing them. Well, the the point is, is sometimes you just have daggers. Like, oh, yes, it's a good dagger. You just keep the good dagger. <laughs> Are you a collector? Yeah, I mean, I have, and I just pull out three daggers. I have three daggers. Oh, I'm not one of the collector. <laughs> See, it's pretty easy to it's pick true. up daggers. To kind of like the one that was in the guy, she like wipes off. <laughs> um, it also could be that they left that life behind them. And, I mean, if the letter is any indication, they might have not given that report and simply left. Yeah, perhaps, but um, curious. Story holds up the the journal. Um, let's have a look here. I'm gonna. There's a journal here. I'm gonna read it out loud. Oh, oh, that actually. Yeah, that would be useful. What's the just a quick summary of what's in the journal? 
So you open it up to the first page, and it's dated some 10 to 15 years prior. And it just says, Our Lord is making progress. Finally, after all these years, I'm excited to be a part of this. Finally, finally, they'll all fall from on high. And then you turn a few pages and kind of flip through. And it's it's certainly entries have been fairly regularly put in. I've been sent to Fort Hightower. I'm excited for this opportunity to prove myself to our Lord. I have been tasked with finding a sacred relic so that we, we might topple these supposedly untouchables. They'll find out. They'll learn soon. You flip forward a few more pages. And as you're flipping... He starts talking about this girl that he met in the market. And it students become it becomes clear that he's kind of fallen for this girl that he's met in the market at Hightower. And he starts talking less and less about our Lord and more and more about this girl. And from his description, it's it's pretty clear that it's the woman from the locket. Towards the end of it, there's some entries from about five to six years prior to the current year. And I've received word from the Lord of Ash. He's unhappy with my progress, but I can't I can't do it anymore. I care too much, and I've, I've realized that we, what we were doing was wrong. I just, I can't. And then on the final entry, I got a letter from the Ash Lord. He's threatening consequences, but it's, it's been almost a year since his last correspondence. I'm, I'm hoping if we move out of town... Maybe he'll just forget about me. Well, um, maybe it was wrong. Uh, looks like they're not as guilty as I first thought, but his past life caught up with him. This Lord of Ash seems like once you're in, you're in. Dory, can you do a history check for me? 20. So as, as soon as... As soon as... As soon as the Ash Lord... Leave Ziggurat's mouth. You have this vivid flashback of Grandma talking about the burnt hand, and the Ash Lord's the leader, this mysterious figurehead of this cult. Anytime she talked about him, it was there was never any joking. There was no happy story attached to it. It was just this boogeyman for all intents and purposes, that she talked about. You do feel just this kind of cold hand kind of crawling up your back at the mention of it. There were never any real details, but the stories that Grandma had, 
you think they probably couldn't have been all from like one like a normal human lifespan this is something that was the cult of the burnt hand it was a long time ago and if if this gentleman is writing you know five years ago even if the burnt hand are gone then how is he getting communication i mean this guy would have to be really old if if he's anything basically but like an elf or a dwarf even then that's a long time to disappear. So maybe it's a title not so much the same person i obviously convey that in whatever the case um i mean they're definitely back i don't think we have any doubt about that I blasted a hole through one of them. Um, You've made friends. Story kind of sheepishly looks at the guy she healed. Well, whatever. I think, I don't know about you guys, but I want to get out of here and perhaps properly finish the burial of the two out front. Uh, Leave a letter for warning. Oh, I don't care. Ban the other three bodies. It seems fair for what they've done. Uh, I can, I can well, write the note. I'll burn the bodies, pile them up outside, just kind of drag them off to the side, um, grab some wood, then put them on the wood, and just use uh, um, fire bolt a couple times to get the fire nice and hot and set them on fire. Okay, and where are you gonna put this fire? Off, kind of like. Where it's open, not near anything that can catch on fire. Yeah, like over here. Uh oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, yep. Yes, that's actually where I was thinking. Okay, kind of outside the dirt piles in the well, out in front of the building, but still close enough to the well. You guys stick around and wait, or no? Once I get the fire going good enough, that uh, that's as far as I care about. Unless you guys wanted to do anything, Quill will uh throw a couple of. You know, I'll use a couple of cantrips, <laughs> uh, some nice ray of frost around the edges to, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to, like, once they're, they're burning, Quill is going to throw some ray of frost around the edges and probably, there was a bucket attached to that well, too, wasn't there? Yes, it was, it was uh, knocked over outside of the well, but still, the yeah. rope was still attached to the pulley or whatever. I, I help prep not a forest fire. Yeah. Yeah, Quill will get some water and he, he doesn't, doesn't want to like accidentally burn this forest down. While Quill is writing that note out, he is going to tell Story. Uh, take a look through those books, Story. If there's anything you find that seems interesting, uh, just put it in my bag for me. Free smut book goes in. Excuse me, did I find any good books? Yes, so much smut. Okay, the dirtiest and raunchiest go into his bag. Take him. Uh, the tumescent tabaxi. What is the one, the, the blue alien one? Um, Ice Planet Barbarians? What would that be in fantasy? Ice Planet in Barbarians. Pretty much Probably, the same thing. Uh, Jotun is technically part of the uh, yeah. D&D. Jotun Barbarians? Uh, realms. Yeah. <laughs> so glad that we made D&D smut canon. Mm. I knew this was only a matter of time. Oh, we are, we're not the first. 
<laughs> this is a tried and true tradition. Do do we need to bring the book of uh what is that? No, we're not putting the vile deed. The no, we don't want no, to. That book is forgotten. What is it? The book of ecstasy? No, some three point five book that came out. That was. It doesn't. It doesn't need to be mentioned. Also, I that I I scarred John's mind with. I do want to say that we can bring it into. If 5e. you really need it to make up better names, I don't want to. I want to throw you under the bus here for your smut book names, but come on. Oh no, I I know there's it's a quick Google away, but I was not. <laughs> so what do we do? <laughs> uh, we're we're leaving. Obviously, we want to get out of here. As you guys are tending the fire, and these bodies are starting to crackle up and crisp, and the wood starts to burn down, in the grass surrounding the logs and underneath the logs, you notice a weird shape start to form. At first, you're kind of confused, but it starts to become clear that it's a hand burnt into the ground. <sighs> Fuck, we just gave them a proper burial. Yeah, well, um, I'm going to use prestidigitation to make this a similar symbol in sparks above it, but closing nice. four of those okay. fingers. Uh, right back at the hand. <laughs> and on that note, you guys are leaving. While the bodies are burning, uh, Story's going to check for any provisions that might be in the house. Mm, good, call. good call. How much do you guys want to haul? On the road again. Magic. Flip. Uh, hmm? There's an important note. It, Quill, Quill kind of look, looks through things and says, well, I've currently got about three more days worth of rations. We're close to the town, about a day in away, I suppose. One more night, and we should be there, uh, judging by how far we come. I have a day and 26 gold. I'll definitely have enough gold to go around to buy some rations in the next town. Plus, um, if you don't mind my scavenging, I think I've been able to get us through so far. You guys don't mind a rabbit and squirrel here and there? Berries? Yeah, so as you guys are kind of scrounging around in the cabin, you do find some, like, salted meat and some bread and things of that nature, even some dried herbs. Clear that they were, you know, trying to make a go of it here as best they could. Yeah, nothing fancy, but you kind of got that impression just looking at, at the cabin. The only nice, really nice thing they had were the books, which is, you would all know, is it's pretty atypical for someone in Turst to have this many books. Right. How many days of rations would you say? Let's say five days of rations. Uh, story, do you mind if uh, Quill and I take a day of those? You can have the rest for yourself. Thanks, mate. Well, oh, I'm sorry. I have four one-day rations. That caught me. Yeah, last time too. Well, now you have seven. Story digs to the bottom of her bag and goes, "Oh, <laughs> look at that!" It, and she hands back one each. Cool. Does that what? How does it even us out? Um, that puts me at four total. It adds three to you. And how many? Um, well, how many do you have there, Quill? Uh, I've I've uh, been kind of eating 
the things you've been foraging, I, I don't actually have any rations. Right, Will. Um, here, here, take mine. My portion. Story gives you the three. Oh, the three. Okay. Yeah. Now you have three. I have four. Story is five. Four. No, I, I gave him oh. all of them. Or not all of mine. The ones you gave me, I gave him. You got it. Okay. So you have four days worth of rations then. I think we all do then. Well, uh, let's hit the road. Yeah. Okay. So we basically, uh, you guys had spent the night at High Tower, gone to Gilryan, spent a night there, mm-hmm. spent about a yep. day and a half out on the road, right? So we maybe head out another half okay. day or so. I imagine that was probably only like two hours so, or hour or so stop. Quick freaking work are those three guys. You still get a good chunk of day of traveling. As it were then. And let me bring up my map. Would you be able to take a screenshot of your map and share it in the Discord so I can... That also works. You can just DM me. Yes. Yes, good, good. Let us walk this journey. This is exactly what Quill wants. Of course, we're getting more hours of signing in. Uh, hopefully, when we get uh, closer to the town, uh, I don't have any need for the scimitars. I suppose that would be a little presumptuous to other of you. Uh, one of these flashy scimitars? I, I I don't really use swords. Sorry. Well, uh, story? I mean, it's a knife. Takes it. <laughs> well, uh, I'll, uh, I'll give you one. And I was going to trade them in for rations when we get into the next town. Well, at least try. Yes. De- depending on how, uh, how much they've been used, we, we might even... Get a good price for them. Oh, hey, um, Quill, when we set up camp, would it be uh, back at Fort Hightower? Do you remember the secret little uh, closet we found? Yeah. There was an amulet in a ring, and we just grabbed him and ran. Oh, oh yes. We never got a chance to identify yeah, Yes, I... Would you mind having a look at them? Was he, is that something you're able to do? Yes, that's, that is actually something... Uh, I can do that page of my my spellbook wasn't too badly damaged. Alright, awesome. Ah. But yes, I, I do remember that closet quite vividly. It, yeah. it seems that there's still yeah, <laughs> still something in my fur from it. Uh, it, it and, uh, I know it, well, do you mind if I watch? I, I always love seeing how other Magic users use magic, and it's just not a type of magic I'm used to seeing. Oh, yes, by all means. I, I welcome that. Admittedly, I, I haven't gotten a lot of use out of this particular spell up till now, but... Yeah. Oh, well, it seems like we're in for some weird shit coming up, so oh, I suspect uh, this will be very handy. So you know, when we rest, uh, Quill's going to ritual cast identify. Okay. A good boy wizard. And uh, I, I assume I, uh, I was kind of making conversation along the road uh, as you're going there. Is there anything before we set up camp uh, do you want us to do, Steve, where we uh, get to the point where we can set up camp? There is a cleverly disguised <laughs> plot of land in the road. 
No, you guys are going to set up camp. I think okay. So I'll do my usual, you know, put the bear trap uh, out kind of where I, so we don't get ambushed while we're sleeping kind of thing. Make sure to point it out to Quill and Story. So uh, Zigrid as navigator, you you would know that you're probably pretty close to, to Dagobahn. Okay. Y- yeah. Cool. Yeah. So we're probably like walking along the lake. It's kind of off to the, to our left, I would imagine. Yeah. So you guys are, I would imagine you probably camp right before the trail splits and goes kind of the southwest or kind of to the east. Yes, we haven't crossed the river yet at this point. We're kind of maybe at the at the head of the river as we're camping. Yeah. Okay. All right. Just so we've got that. And then send your quill. You with your fancy identification. With the spell, that's a very important tool and pretty much every game of D&D. Pretty much, yeah. I wasn't expecting you guys to do it because it's been like five episodes since we got this shit. Uh-huh. An amulet and a ring. There was one other thing, too, wasn't there? Um, There was, but it was identified already. It was... I don't recall off the top of my head, or it was rather, it might not be something that I put in my inventory. I have three thing fr- things from Sir Gammond. What do you have written down? I have a gold ring, a mundane silver silver circlet, but it's from Sir Gammon, so it's at least worth something. And a silver short sword. It was the short sword, yeah. And it was silver, specifically. It's like silvered, as in good against... Uh, Lycanthropes? Correct. Yes. Gotcha. That was the other thing then, because the ring is, I believe I picked up the ring and the amulet. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, if he's identifying, Story has no idea, like, <laughs> she's used to appraisers where she could just dump stuff she got. So she's gonna, she's gonna stuff in front of. I, I start with the, the thing I'm pretty certain is obviously magic, which is the amulet. That I assume was one that looked similar to the other amulets we found previously. It wasn't actually. He, uh, we were worried about that. He specifically said it was very different. Oh, it was different. Okay. So I, I take eleven minutes, and normally this this takes a bit shorter, but I. Uh... Well, I mean, it's very interesting. So tell me, what you have your book laid out in front of you? Um, how do you know what things are? Look, I can tell it's an amulet. Depending on uh, if, if it's magic or not, it this particular spell helps me kind of connect with an object that's placed before me within the ritual, and I can figure things out about it. I can examine it a little bit closer, though not in the traditional sense of, say, an appraiser would. Well, sure. If, if it's magic, I, I learn generally what it does is it like a, a thought that comes to you as you uh, is casting the spell more will kind of point towards rava who's probably been hanging out on a rock near the fire more feelings uh, we're trained to kind of comprehend what those specific aspects mean uh, but similar to my little friend there 
he doesn't tell me things, uh, but he sort of directs feeling toward me, and I, I interpret that, and the spell acts similarly. Sure. It makes sense. It's similar how the, the druids it explained uh, that, that a uh, lived around could do similar things with animals and even plants sometimes. Uh, just curious. Uh, my magic is just, you know, it's in me, right? I, like, I, at times, you know, the spell how to detect magic, um, but I could physically see it. And I looked down and I could see myself in the magic in me. It's very, it's, it's different. You know, it's just interesting how you access the magic in the world around you, but um, I pull it out of me. I mean, not to sound kind of hokey pokey about it, but there is kind of magic in everything. Story, have you ever dabbled in magic before? You showed us. No, she... She just does her uh, close-up magic with her slight hand and a ball bearing. Right. Uh, st- <laughs> Have you ever tried story? No. No. All right. Well, yeah. It's. Have you ever felt magic before? Only when it hits me, and that sign or <laughs> sign, and then writing. <laughs> right. Yeah. What does our friendly amulet do? So the amulet. You realize it is an amulet of proof against detection and location. Ooh. Oh. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to read the description here. Great. While wearing this amulet, you're hidden from divination magic. You can't be targeted by divination, such as scrying or other magical sensors. Do you say this out loud? Yeah. Well, I sorry. I don't. I'm, I'm reading it as me, but perhaps that's something that Quill should... Does Quill say it out loud? This one's useless. I'm just going to wear it. It's, uh, well, it kind of protects you from being detected. Uh, You have 5,000% of Story's attention. Not dissimilar from what you do, Story. It's, It's not like you hide yourself. This, well... There are eyes and ears that are able to kind of reach people from long distances. This protects them from that kind of. Yeah, magic. That, that's amazing. Do you know what I could do with that? So to clarify, while wearing this amulet, you are hidden from divination magic. You cannot be targeted by such magic or perceived through magical scrying sensors or means. So, like, if somebody was scrying and they were scrying me and Story was wearing the necklace, she would not appear in the scry. Magical vaults. But that also means she can't be targeted by most types of divination magic. Oh, my God. So it's not just scrying. What? A lot of different kinds of divination magic. I think this particular thing will be quite useful for us if we get on anyone's radar. Well, uh, setting the amulet aside, I take the ring, set it in front of me, and begin the long 11-minute cast of... There's also a silver band. Dory, you just have a mountain of silver stuff from Story, because now she's super excited. 
I mean, we'll see what Quill says, but you're already good at hiding. Um, why not make you better? Yeah, yeah, she is 100% on board with that. She starts frantically signing about this vault that she wanted to get into that she couldn't because of some magic spell. All of it signing, it's a million miles a minute. You might want to step back. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Quill, what's the ring say? What do you feel about the ring? Oh, that's right. Uh, The silver band. So you have a silver band that is warm to the touch. So that's the first one. That's the one she puts directly in your hand. A a gold ring. I think the gold ring is the the same one that I had in my inventory, I believe, right? Or is it a different gold ring? I don't know. It's the one I pulled off Gammon. Oh, yeah, mine came out of his vault. So, okay. Yeah, no, I had one from his from his body. Okay, so we got three rings here. The mundane silver circle, which I think is just... And then the, the silver short sword. So you have a pile. Oh, wait, so circlet is yeah. like an armband. Yeah. That's right. Or head or arm? Arm, I think. No, the circlet was... Oh, that's right. The circlet that's is right. head. Cir- yeah, it's like an armband. Is an armband. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, bangle. Yep. Which one are we doing first? Okay, so we three rings. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ring. Well, I mean, ring. The warm band, the silver band. Ring until this band gets shoved in my hand and the yeah uh, the ritual fails and I have to start <laughs> over again. <laughs> the bird's excited. <laughs> so yeah, I I move the ring aside, set the band down, do the ritual cast. As you're casting it. You feel this warmth, and you realize this is simply a ring of warmth. While wearing this ring, you have resistance to cold damage. In addition, you and everything you wear and carry are unharmed by temperatures. Very, very low temperatures. Let's just put it at that. So that was the armband? Wait. Nope, that was the, the ring that was warm to the touch. Okay, so yeah, the ring, the ring that's warm to the touch. We have ring of warmth. <laughs> well, I don't have much... Uh... I mean, it's it's cool. Um, little secret silver dragons, like myself. Cold doesn't really do much for me. To me, I come I come from a desert. It's generally a pretty warm place. Uh, perhaps it's a ring just for yourself. If nothing else, and it protects against cold, right? Ring of warmth, resistance to cold. Yeah. So the guy who's from the desert, who's used to yeah, warm, makes sense. She she looks at, at the, 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 the Heidi amulet and then looks very meaningfully at the Heidi amulet and, and holds the ring out to Quill and looks very meaningfully at the amulet. I do want to say, uh, before we get too deep into this, all of, all of these magic objects, if we found a proper seller, we would be set for quite some time. The way I see it, uh, in, it's up to you all. If we decide it's yours, it's yours. So if you want to seal it, it's up to you. Uh, but story writes down like gold's hard to come by. Question mark. Uh, <laughs> yes, actually, I mean, outside of earn, you even try. Well, <laughs> I can teach you. Oh, that hmm. blind is a great hook. I'll I'll have to. I'll have to take you up on that at some point. That would be quite nice. Uh, but yes, uh, that amulet in particular, I think if we get a, too deep in this, we should keep that. 
Oh, I, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, next ring. This one's yours. Pink. Somebody handed her the amulet. Uh, yeah, Ziggert did. And it, it is the, uh, if you look up in items, amulet of proof against detection and location. It's a wondrous item. It's... Yeah, so next ring. Okay, so which ring are we looking at? We had two or three. Uh, Ziggert will hand his ring next, which is... Yep, this is... This was the ring that I was supposed to detect until the other ring got shoved in my hands. Yes. Story sits cross-legged. We're off to the side with her things on her lap waiting for her turn. This is the one that was in the vault. The other one. So it was next to the amulet. So this ring, Quill, as it is placed into your hand, you just have this completely illogical notion that it's it's just going to leap out of your hand. So like you just want to Hang on to it. Oh, yeah. I, I immediately, like, clasp my paw around it. <laughs> Throughout the ritual, whenever you open your paw, you just, it feels like it's going to get away from you. It's a ring of evasion. Oh, we got the good stuff here. This is, uh, this is another thing that's pretty pretty handy. Um, it feels like it's uh, it helps you with avoiding things. For the Ring of Evasion, this ring has three charges. It regains 1d3 expended charges daily at dawn. When you fail a dexterity saving throw while wearing it, you can use your reaction to expend one charge to succeed on that saving throw instead. Zagret looks around and says, I'm pretty good at talking to people. Um, I'm pretty tough, but dodge things i cannot you do seem to kind of get up in there <clears throat> i i don't want to say that, that that poses more danger for you but uh, look i'm open about my vices and uh, I, I could use this yes yes uh, i think this would benefit you quite well uh, you okay with that story yeah i can just move out of the way you seem to have problems with that indeed Mechanically, you're also a rogue who gets special evasion powers. Yeah, I was going to say, I already have a plus seven. Right. Next one. It's all you, Story. Not meant in a mean way, but she's very much like, yeah, no, I can just move out of the way. I don't get why you don't do that. At this point, Quill's legs have already fallen asleep. Real quick. Uh, and did you add that amulet to your inventory? If you did, then I'll remove it from mine. I did. Sweet. Boop. Removed. How long does it take to attune to something? Um, I think it's like a short rest. Is generally the yeah. yeah while we're doing this, so I can press that and it's fine. Okay. Yeah, I think it's an hour. Um, which is a short rest. Yeah. So the thing that she got from the vault is the silver short sword. So that's what she hands over next. That was a mundane silver short sword, though. Uh, no, it was a mundane silver circlet. I I still. Like, we got time. Quill is just going to run through it. So, like, whatever whatever they dump in my lap, Quill's probably not going to question it too much. Yeah. And cast Identify anyways. Yeah, so, I mean, it could be the Identify just yeah. says it's normal. She doesn't know. Yeah, you, you go through the ritual, the Silver Short Sword, it doesn't have any magical properties except for those that come with it being gilt and silver. Okay, so it's a Silver Duh Short Sword. Not a silver one. I, I don't think there's a difference as far as rules go. No, probably not. No, but to the rogue, 
one is worth more, one fights better. You know, it would have really been useful during our time investigating all of these magically enchanted people <clears throat> using identify on them. <laughs> you can you can touch people and figure out what, what? magic is affecting them. <laughs> I forgot about that part of identify. Well, I did use detect magic, but it's like just what school of magic and that they are being and only if they're wearing an item. Yeah, it's it's not anything like specific. And I, I'm sure if I spent five, like a minute standing in front of one of these people while we were dealing with them, waving my arms and chanting, they probably would have lit on fire anyway. So, so next on the docket is what? The circlet. I think it's the last one too. And a gold ring. But I mean, the circlet you said was mundane. Oh, I forgot about the ring. Yes. I mean, but if he's just identifying things, you would. Yeah. So a circlet and a gold ring. It's a mundane circlet. Not magic. I don't think the gold ring had any magical properties either. Also not magic. It's just a decorative gold ring. It was a finely worked gold ring. But uh, this ring is quite nice. It's, again, uh, some of these things we could, we could sell uh, for a fair amount. The, the ring and the circlet, I mean, we can sell those, yeah? So she's going to hand that to Ziggurat because he's the one that talks to people. Ziggurat's the face. So, Story, you would also know that since this, this came from like uh, someone in a position of power, you may need to fence it as it's possibly recognizable. At least the circlet is. I will inform him that. That I will find him the person he's just got to talk. Because I, I don't have a network in this town. But, I mean, like, I can find the people. But if we've, we've solved all of these items, Quill is going to turn a, to a different page and ritual cast himself that, that fancy unseen servant to uh, <laughs> kind of kind of help him, help him up. Because, uh, yeah, he, he stands up and he almost falls over. Oh, legs. Legs are a little sleepy. Tingly. I'm sorry. Understood. I unroll my uh, own bed thing. I've got a you know fire going already. And um, just go, Well, uh, I don't know if you mind. Um, I can take the last watch. Um, I'm feeling real tired. I'm going to hit, hit the sack right now. Oh, oh yeah, I, I can take first watch. That's fine. Second watch, as always. Uh, while I go to sleep, I put the ring on my finger so I can attune to it. Story sees if she can put her hand through the unseen server. You, like, reach out to this kind of ephemeral, wavy, humanoid being and just kind of... Boop. <laughs> and then that's like... Can it make a, like, a Noise whenever she does it too. No. <laughs> I feel like I'm the GM. No. I feel like I can just rule that mm. it does. And... Oh no, not DM fiat. <laughs> not here. Fine. I'm gonna pout about it. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Problem is, is story is run by Anne, who again, we talked about this, not very respectful. Boop 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 bo
Okay. So Quill is taking first watch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he he spends probably like half of that time continuing to brush glitter out of his fur. That's <laughs> still there. Still, just <laughs> it's in there, and you just it's still in there. Can't get it out. Oh my goodness! And then he uh he's he spends he spends the other like probably the other half. How many of these can I make? <laughs> let's see. Let's see how many I can make. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't need to concentrate. They last. You don't need to concentrate on Unseen Servant? No. Well, I do on that one. Uh, can't be 10 pounds. Non-magical mon- mundane object. 10 feet of me. <laughs> object disappears after one hour if it takes any damage. Yeah, uh, I spend the... Uh, the rest of my time making tiny child figurines. And I just set them around Story's uh, sleeping bag. <laughs> just, just probably like little, some of them are probably like a couple of uh, foot tall. Some of them are like six inches tall. So many glitter bombs. <laughs> Scatter them around. Your future. So many. Quill's watch goes uneventfully. And then who was taking second watch? That would be me. That's me. Yep. Uh, so I just have my unseen servant. Like I summon my unseen servant. I use a spell slot and have it wake story up. What does story do on her watch? Uh, she wakes up with a jolt, throws one of the evil damn things at, uh, at Quill. And then uh, she writes, and she plays with her new amulet. She to- she writes about the amulet. Uh, I'll go, dear up. I'm I'm going to bed then. Be safe. She glares at you, and dreams of glitter bombs. Quill goes to sleep, and and after an hour, all of those uh all of those little figurines fade away. She writes about the figurines. Stories watch goes uneventfully. Alright. And then we have Zigrit. What does Zigrit do on his watch? Just kind of stares into the fire, um, paying attention still, but is like using prestidigitation to kind of like control the fire a little bit. It, you can't really do much with prestidigitation, but I'm like making flames go direction just playing it's keeping myself entertained so Zigrit's watch goes uneventfully until as you turn away from the fire at mm-hmm. the end of your watch to wake up quill and story you turn and see a familiar face to you see an old grizzled Elf. And that's where we're going to end our session for tonight. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I feel it's important to note that all those figurines glow. <laughs> they sparkle in a creepy fashion. What spell is that? She threw it so hard at you. And it probably, like, as you threw it, it hit me and it just poofed into non existence. <laughs> She threw all of them at you. 
Yeah, when you take the subclass for School of Conjuration at second level, you get multi minor conjuration. Right. You don't have to concentrate on them, and they all last an hour. They're amazing. <laughs> you can make any mundane object. So many glitter bombs. So many. Yeah, I was like, I was wondering if I could only make one, but it doesn't specify. It, it just says that they last an hour. It has to be within 10 feet of you. Man, so you can make keys and stuff? That's actually pretty cool. Oh, yeah. So I won't lie. Um, probably not our most action-packed episode ever, but you can, you know, you guys got your got your stuff in. We got the goods that we earned long ago. <laughs> yeah, it was literally like I at one point had like a list of things going that you guys had found and had just for whatever reason, you guys never... We never got a chance, like... Well, Story would know that you need to have somebody identify stuff. Yeah, it's secret, too. Yeah, and, and I, you know, honestly, I was like, oh, well, I figured you guys would go to mods, and you would do it there, but... I don't think... I, we, I asked at the time, and I don't think Quill had it prepared. It was it was because I still didn't functionally understand how wizards work, right? <laughs> and I didn't have the number of spells I was supposed okay. to have, which I still don't. But yeah, yeah. There we got to figure that, that out. Takes work, stories so. not used to wizards or magic. Thank you, everyone, who is listening to this delightful, smut-filled podcast. Thank you to Anne and John in particular for that. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> if you are interested in continuing to follow us, we have our podcast live right now. You can view it anywhere where you listen to podcasts in absentia is what you need to look for. You can also look at our website, www.ubergeekmedia.com, to donate to continue to let us keep the lights on. You can follow us on Twitch, at ubergeekmedia. You can follow us on any social media, at ubergeekmedia. I'm Steve, and then we also have Mark. I'm Mark. I have been Zigrit, the Dragonborn Sorcerer, this episode, and uh, you can find me here. I'm not uh, much on social media. Then Anne. Hi, I'm Anne. Um, you can find me, you can almost find me at The Crafty Heathen on any social network. I am trying to be more active. I am failing miserably. And John. Uh, I am Quill, and you can find the love of the Lizard Wizard at Seasonal Bard. You can continue to read about that tumescent ray of frost anywhere where you can listen to podcasts. Thank you for any of you who have followed us in the last few weeks. We've kind of seen, at least on Twitter, uh, quite a bit of interest, at least from other creators, which I just want to sh really shout out all the other creators on twitter in the tabletop rpg community thank you so much for all the love and support you've shown us over the last few weeks and we will hear you or at least you'll talk to us next time